all you tunes out there and welcome back to another episode of History of Animation. Today I want to talk about what is often considered to be the first feature-length animated movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Of course, if you've listened to some of my prior episodes, you'd know that's not actually true. The title of first feature-length animated movie actually belongs to an Argentinian film named El Apostle. And if you're thinking that Snow White must be the first in color, that's wrong too, because the German film, The Adventures of Prince Ahmed, was actually done in color and made about a decade before Snow White. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs has a very specific title of being the first feature-length movie made by hand, done drawings, and put together using a multi-plane camera. You could also say that it was the first to be produced in English, but that's not as fun. Of course, I do want to stress that just because Snow White wasn't actually the first, that doesn't really make it any less important, nor any less impressive that it was made. At this point, Disney had a good reputation for making animations. They had revolutionized the industry with Steamboat Willie, which is widely regarded as the first animation with synchronized sound. But Walt was ambitious, and he wanted to push the medium even further. In 1934, he gathered his best artists into a storyboard room to tell him about his new idea. Of course, this being Disney, he didn't just tell them. He actually acted out the entire movie, apparently giving all of the characters different voices and physically acting out as much as he could. Needless to say, the animators that were in that room that day were truly inspired by the performance. Of course, to make something as big as this, they needed to prepare first. So the first thing they needed was the multi-plane camera. They tested out this technology by making animated shorts to make sure that they could use it and animate with it properly. Disney, of course, wanted to make as realistic animations as he could, which thankfully for him, the patent for rotoscoping had expired in 1934. I've done an episode on rotoscoping as well. It basically lets animators trace over a live-action film. This gives the animation a more realistic appearance, but also helps the artist make the animation much faster. And this could be a way to cut costs while making the film, though you did have the added cost of making the live-action version of it. The first big hurdle that Disney had to overcome was figuring out how to finance this. After all, they had about 750 artists for this film. I mean, they needed animators, background artists, assistants, and everyone from the much underappreciated ink and paint team, plus all the other jobs. They estimated the cost to be between 250000 and 500000 which was 10 times the cost of a short that they would be making at the time. Nothing like this had been done before, so they really had no way of predicting that that would be how much it was, but that was their best estimate. 
and many didn't believe that this could be done. Others in the industry started to call this project Disney's Folly, because during tough times like the Great Depression, they wondered who would pay to watch 90 minutes of animation. Of course, the real trouble started late into production. They went extremely over budget. Their overall cost was $1.7 million. Disney would have to go back to the bank to get more money. To convince the bank to give them that, Disney had a private screening of what they had done so far. Apparently, this included things like pencil tests, snippets of recently completed scenes, stuff like that. And well, it seems that the bank was impressed by what they showed because they got the money. Granted, at this point, if the film wasn't successful, it would have destroyed the company. They had borrowed so much money that if they didn't make it back, Disney would have ceased to exist. But of course, we all know it ended up being a huge success. Snow White made 8.5 million on its initial release. The hard work of those artists had paid off. Not that they actually got paid for their overtime, hence the episode on animation unions, but you know, you can go back and listen to that if you want. Snow White was also a huge success with critics. The Oscars didn't have a best animated feature category and won it for decades, but they did make a special trophy just for Disney. It was one regular sized Oscar on a podium followed by seven smaller ones. And yes, I'm including this example of an award just because I thought that was cute. Many people say that this was the start of the Disney empire, but of course Disney had already been successful at this time. To me, this just kind of cemented them as a cornerstone of animation. Well, like usual, I'm gonna include links to my resources. I'm assuming that most, if not all of you, have probably already watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. If not, it's available on Disney+. Plus. The art and animation do hold up really well, so I think it's worth a watch. Don't forget to like, follow, or whatever it is on the platform you're listening to this on. And let me know what you want me to do another episode on.